Hey, what's up, guys? This is Ricky V. And uh, we're going to be taking this podcast in a bit of a different direction. Uh, did the first few episodes just almost as an audible uh, reading content off of the Elite Fitness website and added my own commentary to it. But we're going we're to change that up now. I will be doing another podcast where I'll be doing that same kind of audible content. But for now, on the Elite Fitness podcast, we're going to start doing interviews. So the first interview is a really good one everybody should listen to. It's Dylan Jamelli. Dylan Jamelli has been in videos on YouTube about steroids for years, SARMs, and any other performance enhancement drug you can imagine. The dude's been consistently putting up content and being a member of uh, different communities for years. So he's very knowledgeable, knows his shit, owns a gym, very interesting character. And... If you're a newbie, you might not enjoy the interview as much because we go into some uh, some pretty deep industry stuff. Um, if you've been around for a while, then you might might like a good listen to it. So I don't know. You guys can tell me. Uh, comment if you're listening to this on YouTube. Comment below or uh, contact me, uh, RickyVRock.com. That's rickyvrock.com. Contact me. Let me know what you think of the interview. So uh, it's part one and two. Uh, here's part one today of the Dylan uh, Jamelli interview. And without further ado, uh, let's get started. All right, and we're recording. So you're telling me you get uh, you get shin splints even when you're not juicing? Oh, yeah. Well, man, I've been running for shit. I'm 39. I've been running like that for, I don't know, over 20 years, man. Like, you know, in that five to 10 mile range a day. Do you notice a difference from when you're on the sauce and when you're not in your shin splints? Uh, if I'm running an oral, yeah, but I, I don't really, I mean, I haven't ran a ton of orals because I get sick of the side effects. So I've never really had a problem. Just early, early Anivar use was the problem. How about tightness on your lower back and, and other muscles? Uh, uh, do you get that as well with or without the juice? I'll tell you a story real quick, a fast one. So one of my early on cycles, I thought I was getting a test Anivar and Mastron. And I gained like 15 pounds in three weeks, two and a half, three weeks. And I wasn't eating like crazy amounts more and i certainly shouldn't be getting that kind of size with test master on anabar it turns out i had d-ball and i got some terrible back you know lower back and i already have a bad lower back so it was it was bad man but other than that that i really haven't had any issue on orals with, with the back so, at all so the source basically swapped out the compounds on you well he had, he had said because i actually know him know him know him and he said that this, he had found out only because a girl he also gave him to had all kinds of strange side effects that you should not be getting with anivar right so he was at least claiming that he got screwed by the, the raw source so guy up the line from him yeah that's well that was the claim i had no reason to not believe him because he never you know had any issues before poor girl yeah, she was she was a mess, man. Like from what he told me, it, it didn't sound good. 
Just- yeah, you know, it, it happens a lot. These guys don't don't send out raws for for testing. Uh, they just kind of trust the trust the supplier, and and this happens quite quite a bit actually. That yeah, I know. It's it it never ceases to amaze me that it it just never it never slows down. It's just like that forever. It always will be. There's no way around. It. Yeah. So, do you think? Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Do you, Do you think that underground uh, gym guys are still like? How are pe- most people getting their sores nowadays? What do you think? Do you think most people? Because there was a time where you could only really get it at gyms um, back in the day. You know, when you and I were like kids, and then there was a time where everybody was getting it online. And then I think um, I think it went back to, to the gym dealer uh, the last five ten years. What, what do you think? Well, here here's here's where you got to look at it from a far point of view, right? So I can tell you where it is in certain areas, but like so the bigger areas, like your Vegas, where you've got all the guys from Olympia's training, your LAs and those areas, the gym guys, they're in there, right? You know, but. A lot of the smaller areas, smaller towns, smaller this, for one, everybody fucking knows everybody, right? So the word spreads around too quickly and people, they don't last. It just doesn't work. And, and plus, this, it's not as big of a deal to guys in certain areas as it is in others. So I think it's variant. But I, I do agree there's a lot more in gyms than there probably had been. At least I don't. That's another thing. Now it's different for me. When I used to keep my ear to everything. Uh, the younger I was and everything. And now when I go to the gym, I'm like in and I'm out. I don't want to listen, talk. You know what I mean? It's different because I got other businesses to do and other shit to do. And it's just, it's different, but there's, I think it's both ways on online and, you know, at the gym. So I, I think it's going to continue to be that way, depending on locations. I'll tell you a phenomenon. I think that the majority of stores that cater to meatheads, got them for you too i think oh, yeah. uh in especially in rural rural areas uh i think a lot of the stores are because uh a lot of so a lot of stores that were just carrying like right your local supplement stores that were carrying the same stuff that later be, was cheaper on amazon to to buy because all of these brands went direct to consumer on the amazon platform and circumvented a lot of the the local stores a lot of these stores either, either closed or they sold to somebody else that came in and knew that the new store, the today's store, the one that you see that where, where people go to, you have to make the shakes and you got to have the meals available that you could either pick up there or sign up to have delivered to your door. You got to have the perishables. You got to have uh, the meatheads in there to actually give you some advice on what you need while you get a shake done. So it became... A, a service almost slash kind of hangout spot um, in order to survive against Amazon. Cause how do you survive against them? If you just go price to price, bottle per bottle. And I think along with that resurgence, you get a lot of very entrepreneurial guys that have two, one, two, three, four stores, five stores, and maybe not anybody with five that that's a guy already kind of who, who can outgrow this, but a guy with one or two stores, will most likely keep the SARMs under the under the table there for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and if they really, and, and they'll sell you those SARMs and they'll be in the back somewhere, they'll, they'll sell them to you. Maybe if they know you a little bit better, they'll even have some peptides in some refrigerator in the back somewhere. Oh, and, yeah. 
and uh, and if they really really know you, then they got that test, they got that trend, they got that Deca, they got them D balls, they got all of that <laughs> for you if they know you on. And I think, and that's how the stores today have managed to to really have managed really to to survive. Uh, at least at least the stores that are catering uh, to customers in the sports nutritional realm that. And also carrying smaller boutique brands that aren't kind of kind of uh, sold everywhere, but but nowadays I think the stores are, are came back big too, man. Everywhere in, the, in this, especially the small towns. Don't you oh think? shit! Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm man. You know how many people just write me online and tell me, oh, I got SARMs at my local supplement shop, and my response is always the same, dude. You can't buy, you know, like what the my my question is. And always will be only because I've seen it so many times where they buy shit there and the results just don't make sense. Okay. It doesn't make sense to tell me you gained 20 and 25 pounds on SARS. I'm sorry. I don't care how much I like them. Okay. I'll always at least be honest about it. That's not, you're not taking that. And it, you know, you know, when it, you know, damn well, when it happened, you remember when all the pro hormones got banned. And, and this is a story that a lot yes, of people yes. don't want to tell. 2014, you know? they all got banned. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes. I remember because, well, you remember. Uh, and at that time, everybody, a lot of people were stuck with, fuck, hundreds of thousands, some people, millions of dollars of raw sitting there. What are they going to do? What are you going to do? You can't eat that. You can't eat that loss. So a lot of them all all of a sudden switch to SARMs, right? And then they start at least spiking the pills or a flat ass just throwing the whole entire thing and pro-hormone in there. And it started to, this is how SARMs got a bad name because they never did before, ever. And granted, they weren't as mainstream, but a lot of the, the things you'll read that were published, oh, well, they can have this effect, this effect. And, and no, they can't. But it was flooded with so many different things and they, people don't know what they're taking and you're getting people giving weird results, weird side effects. It doesn't make any sort of sense. Well, the answer is, I just told you, the pro-hormone ban is what caused that. And, you know, it's, it is what it is. A lot of places just either are too sloppy and don't test their stuff when it comes in they don't care yes. about, about about their prestige and what they're trying to bring to the table to the market even if it is a a black underground market a gray whatever whatever you 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 were involved in a lot of people just don't have like we're talking about the juice dealer you know who got bad raws you you just don't don't have don't care about it enough to to test and really do your due diligence as much as you can in your part some of these guys they'll just throwing whatever they get from their supplier. And, and sometimes they maliciously do spike some of these compounds with SARMs. I, we see that a lot. Guys reporting side effects that shouldn't, they shouldn't be getting from them. No, it, it happens far too often. And hey, look, it doesn't always have to be that, oh, the source is doing this or doing that. Sometimes in fairness, uh, it's not with malicious intent. It's that you get a little too comfortable with your supplier you get a little too comfortable and have too good of a relationship and you let your guard down and then they, they get you because something's happening on their end, you know, because yeah. a lot of these, a lot of these people that you're getting the raws from, they're making them right on site. They're in the factories. They're making them right there on site. 
And so you don't know. I mean, you don't know. They can they can send you whatever the hell test report they want. So you get these these one page printouts that are in in Chinese or, or whatever the language. You don't know what the fuck you're reading or what the you know what I mean. I mean, you don't. I, I could make that for you in five minutes, easily. No chain it's of custody difficult. either. That that paper means nothing because nothing you don't, you don't know. You don't no. know if the scoop, the gram that was used to test for this here uh, report, you don't know if that scoop came from that brick over there. <laughs> so you don't really Fucking right, man. You don't know where that fucking scoop came from. So so just because you get they give you a report, it means nothing. You, when when the stuff comes in, if you're serious about running your thing, doing your outfit, you test your shit. And, and if you're really crafty, you put it online somewhere, let people know that you actually do test your batches and, and show, show the batch reports. At least if they're up there, people at least know you're doing something. And Dude, a lot of, a lot of these guys don't, a lot of these guys cowboy it out and, and have, uh, and have issues. And so I wanted to, I wanted to ask you some, some stuff about songs. Cause you know, you know a lot more about it than, than I do now. Um, we we we've gone through this before. We'll go through it again in the podcast. So so some of these aren't really technically SARMs because they have no interaction with the androgen receptor. Some of them do have some good uh, interaction with it. Um, out of all of the ones out there, which one do you think is the strongest? You know, somebody listening and wanting to know. Well, okay, which one can I use that'll give me the closest effect? to say take in one of the weaker anabolics like Anavar, Winstrow, would, 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 which one would give me the close, would get me the closest to that? Or, or do I need to stack them to get uh, something comparable to that? Well, and, and I do get that question a ton about the stacking. Do I have to stack? And I, my answer is always, no, you don't have to, but you don't have to do anything, right? You don't have to do anything that you don't want to do, but most of them will give you nice results by themselves, a hundred percent. But if you want to really get the most out of them, you stack them, at least two of them. You don't have to, because you, you'll see me lay out stacks all day long on the forums. And sometimes you'll see big ones with four, you know, three, four in there. Sometimes you'll see just two and you'll wonder why. Well, I want to see how strong and what you're after and how many different, you know, areas you're trying to address. Right. And so I, I, kind of just try to tailor them all to the needs and necessities, the age, the condition, all of that. If I don't get all that information, it makes it hard for me to tailor it properly. But um, anyway, to your question, the strongest it's, it's S 23 hands down. I mean, S 23, I don't even, and I, I'll always say this about S 23 is it to me, it should just be categorized as a steroid period. Um, we're talking about something that shuts you down to the effect of it's actually used as a male contraceptive. The difference is, is that it, it's not that difficult of a recovery. While it shuts you down very fast, as soon as you stop taking it, and this was actually shown in the few studies that they have on it, that the bounce back is very quick and you get it back. It's not like when you use a steroid and you get suppressed, you run a PCT, a lot of people say they never feel the same again, right? Well, with this, that's the complete opposite. So that's the difference. So that's, I guess, what has that SARM quality to it. But S23 is is something where you could easily put it up against some more mild steroids and, and it would it would stand a good fight. You know, I, I can't say that about 
most arms that I could say, oh, well, that's, I could say to you, well, to me, S4 is the Winstrol or Anavar would be the S4 in the steroid world, but I would never try to tell you the S4 is as close to as strong as they are. That would be ludicrous, but now, they would, you know, they'd be comparable in what they can do, right? So, so, so here's, here's a follow-up question to, to that a little bit. Now, some of the milder steroids, Anavar, Winstrol, uh, for a guy like you and I to really get a good result with it, we, we're looking at 40, 50 megs to get to get something some something nice going. Yeah. When you have a, a female, um, she can do it I mean, depending on her goals, obviously. But if she's not competing or anything crazy, she can do as little as five milligrams and look good off of it. You know, genetics counting for, but about five megs for a girl. Now, when it comes to SARMs, have you noticed that the dosing protocol for women and men is is in somewhat near the same scale as as the steroids we, we've known for years or is the dosing protocol female to men uh, work at a different scale when it comes to, to SARMs when it, you know and milligram per milligram so like the dosing you just gave for men you know I totally agree with that dosing 40 50 60 for Anavar and Winstrow both right and think we've always pretty much been exact on where we figured that and for the woman you know easily easily five milligrams of anaphar so there's a pretty big pretty wide gap there i mean it's pretty damn wide but with sarms for most it's damn near identical now there's a couple that i've seen well a the woman doesn't need that much so why give it to her if she's going to get the same result because the chance of side effects higher at a certain, you know, certain dose, like there's a couple that I always tell the woman start off at half or just run it at half. That's your LGD, your RAD 140, uh, MK 677, even though MK is not really side effect or heavy or anything. And really none of them are, but um, there's just certain things that I've noticed and witnessed consistently that females have a little bit of trouble with. Um, mk2866 very very mild but some of them when they go a little bit higher because one of the side effects for a female is an enlarged clitoris and um some of them have, and uh you know their menstrual could be thrown off and i've seen it often and i have told them scale it back scale it back but they're they're a lot closer than than you could do with generally any steroid you know pretty much so yeah it's a lot easier for women to um, dose similar to men. That's very interesting, isn't it? How the dosing scale is way different. That just goes to show you how uh, how different they are. So, best fat burner out of them all. And if you then if you had to do a fat best uh, a best fat burning stack. So, uh, we're going into into summer as of the day that this podcast is going to be published and. A lot of people are there wondering, well, if I go pick some up, what would be the best? Let's say they want to just try one. I'm just try one, see how I feel on it. And then if I feel good, I'm going to go and drop a, a whole stack. What, what's good fat burning stack protocol that one can could get on to make some good progress in the next uh, couple of months here with, with summer just, just right, right, right around the corner? 
All right. Well, this this is my wheelhouse. All right. You know, you know me well enough. I, I am a cutter. I'm, I live to cut. That's all I do. I cut, cut, cut. Right. So it's my wheelhouse. GW501516 will always be my answer unless something new comes out sometime or whatever. And it probably will. But this isn't to me. It's it will always be GW. It's no brainer. It's people like sr 9009 and that's fine i do too but it's not i'm sorry gw hands down it does so much for you i will always have that at the top of my list now granted it caters more to what i want being a long distance runner but that that for sure hands down i i don't feel there's even anything that can compete with it in the sarms world as far as the stats you're always going to have GW in there, obviously. You're always going to have SR9009. Those are, if you want to cut, that's your starting point, is those two. Then it's how aggressive do we want to go. The next step would be to add S4. Um, that, th that trio right there is one you'll see me often recommend to somebody that's a little bit newer to this or uh, like a female or somebody I'm just trying to take it a little easier on but still get big results. If we want to go more like an advanced cutting stack, you add RAD 140 into there. Um, you know, what's funny, you'll find that as time's gone on now and more people have had RAD, used it, experienced it, and you'll find search terms, right? RAD 140 is being searched more than any other SAR. Now, GW is always going to be the top seller. It's always what people are going to go to first. And you already know why, because I said how, how much stronger it is than anything in the fat burning area for a multitude of reasons. And we can go into that when we maybe we'll just talk about GW sometime. But um, the RAD 140 does so much. I mean, it's, it is uh, like a Swiss army knife of, of everything. People don't talk about the endurance you get from it, how good you feel on it, the fat loss you get on it, yet you still get strong, you still get size. I mean, it's a, MK2866 was the one I always said was the most versatile, but now to me, it's the second most versatile after seeing the capabilities RAD really has. It's that good. The one thing about MK is the healing and RAD doesn't have that. And for, mo for a lot of people, rightfully so, you know, that's a draw to MK. And it's not like you can't stack them both, you're just getting into five, six arms then on that stack, and it's kind of unnecessary. Um, but that that four piece I just gave you, that's a that's an advanced ultra cutting stack, and that's the one I like to see people on that are comfortable with that and have more experience. All right, so run run by real quickly again. What are the what are the four that that one would stack? And then I'll ask you you'd some go, questions specifically. Yeah, you'd go GW five zero one five one six, SR nine thousand nine, S four and RAD 140. All right, great. So let me ask you this. Out of uh, that stack, which one is helping you maintain your muscle mass as you shed the fat? Which one is, is helping you kind of cover that angle of it, of the cutting stack? That's going to be your S4 and your RAD 140. Now, the, the, you know, the good thing about GW and SR, if you're just cutting and you don't use one that's helping, because they, they don't build muscle or anything like that, but they don't, you don't lose a ton of muscle with them either. It's kind of strange how that works because it doesn't, if they're not building muscle, they shouldn't be preventing it. But for whatever the reason, I've, I've, and it's 
I no, think I'm it's, they, they, just, it. they just make the energy more available from, from lipids, from fats, from your fat storages is probably what's going on. More than likely. Because at the end know. of the day, when you lose muscle during a cut, it's just your body is repurposing that energy you got stored there to keep you moving. But if you got something in you like GW that's basically burning fat, uh, then you'll you'll have more energy and to spare. And plus you're, you're, you're uh, most likely not if you're if you're using GW, you're hitting the gym, you're hitting some weights, so you're giving your your muscles that signal to cause that response. Uh, that that might be a reason in theory. What, what do you think? Well, yeah, and and that that's a good point. And and I'm gonna piggyback off that. One of the things that I've always said about GW is it's the enhancer for your performance enhancer. And some people, you know, that aren't super quick or whatever, they go, "What the fuck's he talking?" it enhances what you're already taking as an enhancer. So what my point is, is that it allows you to always do more, even on another performance enhancer where you think you're kind of maxed out. It, it just gets more out of it because building your VO2 max, allowing you to continue to go longer and harder. Of course, it's, it's indirectly helping you to build more muscle by allowing you to do more. Right. So maximum use will help to get maximum output. We'll get maximum results. So that's one of the things just like you just brought up about it. So yeah, definitely. hundred percent. So, uh, and obviously your fat burners in the stack would be GW and SR, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now, how do, now we, you're the right guy to ask. Some people have and always do compare GW to SR. Uh, your opinion, how are they similar and, and different? What, are, what what sets them apart? Or in your particular case, what would make you prefer one or the other for some kind of usage scenario? I think the the first one you're gonna you're gonna always get is the the talk about you know the bioavailability of SR nine thousand nine, and we can go back and forth, back and forth on it, it to the to the point of exhaustion and you can tell i already don't want to do it because i've done it so many times um but that can get into your head all right and there's there's also different opinions on how to use it and dose it i went through them all my belief and and i don't you know people disagree or and some totally agree is that it has to be taken every two to three hours half-life is extremely short and taken daily some people just say use it when you're about to do something i don't prefer that um i like to let it run continuously throughout you can do it however you damn well please i i'm not here to tell you my way is the only way but the point in that is it's a very annoying you know way that you have to deal with it it's kind of like you know when you have to inject every other day like for me, I hate that because I don't like to inject at all. I, you know, some people love it. I find it to be just very uh, pesky and annoying. Um, so there, GW does more in general. So SR9009 mainly is targeting uh, metabolism, right? So it's trying to fix, you know, any kind of metabolic disorder enhanced metabolism and it's kind of just geared mostly and generally in that direction with help and endurance like gw does but gw it, it it doesn't do anything to the extent 
or you know sr doesn't do anything to the extent of gw meaning gw is going to build that vo2 max and hit the endurance so hard but it's also going to help your metabolism and it's helping your blood pressure your cholesterol i mean it's doing so much it was actually intended to treat obesity okay and then it, and, and also to help with cholesterol and things of that nature so everybody thinks it's only used for you know endurance but that wasn't even the intent originally the intent was to treat obesity so you can see why it i i keep going back to it over and over and i'm always gunning if you ask you know is it being the best and most effective so here's a follow-up question to that uh one way that i've seen people use it and that i've uh I've discussed with other people about using it was you take the GW and then you only use the SR as a, as a pre-workout, as a pre-event uh, dosing sort of situation. You don't, you don't take it every three hours throughout the day. No, just if you're going to work out, take it an hour before your workout and you're good. And if you don't work out, then you don't take it on that day. But the GW, you take every single day. What do you think of that protocol? What are you, what something like that? I, and, and that was why I said previously that my way is not the only way and that what you just said is another way that i like a lot um 100 i i totally get that approach as well and i i'm one of those people where you could come to me and i'll listen to you tell me your way and you could actually convince me i i'm not stuck in one way you know like you see coaches that they're going to do it one way forever and that that'll that'll ruin your career So I don't think I know everything. And I also know that there's different people with different needs, different responses, different reactions. So you've got, you always have to keep an open mind. You can't, you cannot be closed minded. You shouldn't in anything in life, but you, you absolutely can't with the things we're talking about, you know, everybody's different and you have to be aware of that. I see all these people that, well, I did it then. And I had, and that's like, that's great. because that's helpful because we know, but your word is not gospel here. Right. I mean, we've all had different experiences and, and me and you could go back and forth for a year on, on the different factors as to why. So, no, I, I like the approach that you just gave. Um, I support that one, too, 100 percent. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen a lot of guys uh, push push that one out there because of the short acting half-life with with SR. Uh, so. What are mistakes that you see people making when it comes to SARMs out there? Because there's a lot of people using them. I mean, it's I've been around this fitness thing since I was in my 20s. I'm 40 now. And I've seen fads and things come and go. I mean, I've seen everything. There was a time where guys were injecting something called lutease, which was uh, to help uh, well, cow, cattle give birth. And you're supposed to inject it into the muscle and the muscle will feel tired. Like you just worked it out. I mean, I've seen some crazy stuff out there. You know, my, yeah. yeah, brother. And, and you would, you, you would have to, after you injected it, say on your bicep or your shoulder, you'd have to go use the bathroom right away, obviously, because it would, it would, it would make, get you going. And then the muscle, oh, yeah. and then the muscle would feel like, like you just did a whole full workout with it. It's pretty, but and then, uh, after a while, everybody figured out that it was the science didn't work and this thing wasn't, wasn't going to build any muscle for anybody. I've seen some some nutty stuff out there. When it comes <laughs> when it comes to this new SARMs thing that that really kind of just, I mean, SARMs have have kind of sort of taken over. I think that 
I think that the, the the era when there were a lot of pro hormones being sold, guys were having maybe some issues here and there with some of the side effects from the pro hormones. And so maybe they wouldn't always come back, you know, they would do a cycle, maybe they would do uh, two cycles, and then they would never really come back because they couldn't deal with some of the acne. Some guys are lactating out of one nipple for taking, you know, uh, super draw, halo draw, you know, you, you, these were basically just modified different steroids and they had the very same side effects as steroids and then circa 2010 2010 a couple of years before a couple of years after we get all these SARMs coming in and now these things are not having all of these same side effects uh they make they give you better than natural results i mean let's be realistic you get better results than you than you would natty uh you could still grab them over the counter and the the side effects just aren't as bad. And for what most people want, for what most people's real goals and desires are, which is just a, a beach body for the most part. I think I think 99.999% of the people at the gym are not high level. They're just they just want beach bodies. So Psalms have just become a, a real easy, simple way to kind of get there, haven't they? And what have you seen? What are the crazy things that you've seen or the things or the mistakes that you see a lot of people are making right now in the Psalms market, in the Psalms realm? What are, what are some of the problems that you're seeing out there right now, in your opinion? Well, the, the, the one problem that's, it's actually gotten a little bit better over time, um, but was rampant for, especially at the beginning was just the, lack of quality or knowing what you're getting and lack of trust. And look, there's good people, there's bad people. So there, there's good companies and there's bad companies. There's also companies that don't have bad intentions, but they, a lot of people, it's like, oh, well, you know, let, let's use Bitcoin as an example. I want to get into that. They don't have a fucking clue about anything to do with it. They just want to do it because they think everybody else is doing it and they get involved. And it's not just like this, this, and this. There's a lot more to it uh, than, than you would think. And you just can't go, oh, well, that looks like a good business. I'm going to do it. It doesn't work that way. So you got those kind of people that were doing it, right? And you don't know who to trust. You don't know. There, there's fake websites up all over. I mean, I could go on and on and on. So the point is, is that a lot of times still there's a quality issue. And, and then here's one of the major flaws we're going to always run into is people don't do any blood work. So if you're not doing any blood work, pre-cycle, mid-cycle, post-cycle, you're not going to know what's causing what, how far into it, because all this data is important, right? If you're telling me you've got this certain side effect after two to three weeks, then I can go, okay, it's probably related to this. This is probably what you're taking, da, 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 da. If you don't give me anything to work with and you just show me a fucked up blood panel at midway through and have nothing previously or later on at, at the end, we're going to have a hell of a time guessing on what, what caused it. So lack of, of understanding, people just want to buy stuff and use it without knowing what they're doing. You shouldn't use any PED or shit. You shouldn't use any supplement for that matter until you really know about it, know what it is what the side effects can be, what to do. I mean, that's, it should be common sense, but it's not. And that's part of the reason these things all get such a bad name because of people misusing 
and just basically being flat ass careless. I mean, I I'll never understand that, but there's certain things that are better just left be. Um, another thing is, and and you know this, Rick, <clears throat> because we're always going to see this. People getting greedy, wanting to run it too long, wanting to run it too high. Well, if I got this kind of result at 25, why can't I go to 50? Why can't I go to 75? That type of person, people that run it too short and then say it's it's not any good or they run it too low and they don't know what they're doing people running four week cycles and then saying oh SARMs don't work this and that it's like brother you didn't even get to the peak i mean so there's a variety of things that i see daily um all you can do is try to help people make videos put out content and hope hope that they search it out and read it and find it you can't do anything other than that you know, you know it, it was real easy to um, feel some some bad side effects from the pro hormones, the old ones, the ones that got banned. Oh, yeah. In 2014. Shit. So if you were fucking things up and, and you weren't kind of doing things right, uh, you were overdoing it. You were mixing too many things together. You were being an asshole. You were drinking. I mean, you would fucking know it. Those pro hormones would oh, make you feel yeah. like shit. With some with SARMs, I think people, uh, because they don't really give you a lot of a lot of side effects that you can feel right away i think a lot of people uh, misuse them because they don't they don't understand like hey this internally could be i'm I'm running it too high what could it be doing to me internally i feel fine externally and i think that is a a big difference between uh, the the new psalms guys that, that are using psalms compared to the pro hormone guys and i compare these those two because you know it's sort of the same kind of uh a market for bodybuilders just that that better than natural product that they can still you can still go to your local store and buy right so right. yeah so it's just that that better than natural product and and i, I think it, part of the abuse comes from that man they're just too forgiving with people that are idiots and even then i still see people having terrible side effects and and reporting um really really bad side effects from abusing the arms too long too much too many mixed together and still eating like shit, you know, cholesterol, uh, salt, uh, you know, high salt, cholesterol, sugars, all kinds of things, um, because they're just using the the drugs and not not even really managing their diet properly, which is where where it should all start, right? Well, yeah, I mean, every you know how it is, right? Everybody wants something for nothing, and that's not just with what they buy; they want something to do all the work for them nothing that you take steroids, whatever is going to do all the work for you. It's just not possible. It, it's, it's just, that's a whole nother story. Right. But my, I was going to ask you a question. How many guys over all of these years that, you know, will tell you, Oh, I enjoy the side effects when I'm taking a steroid. Like who, who enjoys side effects? Absolutely. No. I think the only side effect some guys enjoy from taking steroids, the only one is uh, you shoot blanks and you can't you can't get a chick pregnant. Besides that, I don't think there's anything, any other side effect that's uh, that's that anybody likes. dude. No. And and so and you've I'm sure you've experienced this. Many times when you're on cycle, if the cycle is is if you're getting too much on the side effects side and you easily can, you easily can with, with things that even aren't that strong, you can easily be miserable on D ball. You can easily be miserable with trend. Obviously um, DECA, you can be miserable with, 
I mean, you could be miserable with any of them. The point is, if you're miserable, what's the point in the cycle? You're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to make any progress if you can't work out, you know? So, and, and I've seen so many guys that, that tell me, well, they've got this going on, this going on, this going on. And I'm wondering, well, how the hell, because your recovery is already going to be bad, you know, with that kind of side effect. And if you're working out like shit, one of the, the most painful fucking cycles I ever ran, and this was early on when I would run a pro hormone, was um, ultra draw, which was basically super draw, and uh, trenosome. And that was a popular combo back then. Was it Ananias Labs? I think something like that. It was a popular combo. Yeah, I've, I've heard of Ananias Labs and, and that combo yeah. as well, yeah. Man, I have never felt so fucking terrible in my life, and and I had ultra results. You, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't like being two hundred and five, two hundred and ten pounds. I hate it. I despise it, and I easily get there if I just eat more and and take a, a small, decent sized cycle. But I don't want it. And I was like two ten, not even trying to be. And I was in. I remember I was. I had just kind of gotten to settled in in Maui when I moved there and I I couldn't I, I couldn't get out of bed I didn't want to do anything I, I stopped after like three and a half weeks and still gained like 15 20 pounds man and and I was the worst feeling of my life I never ever want to feel that way again I mean it I was so fucking miserable I I mean ugh. and it's not worth it to get why, why the hell would I want to go through all that just to gain 10 or 15 pounds? You know what I mean? It just doesn't make sense. That, that was the problem with the pro-hormones. That was the yes. issue with the pro-hormones. And I, I remember, you know, looking at it from the angle of someone who's, you know, admin on a steroid forum, right? I'm looking at all these pro-hormone kids and I'm going, you know, you can only get so far with orals. I mean, you, you're either going to run uh, enough methylated compounds through your body to ruin your liver or you're going to use them responsibly which means you're going to run you should only be running 50 to maybe 90 90 100 megs of something for about four to six weeks and then you got to drop it and then what are you going to do you got nothing else to hold you out uh, and there were some pro hormones that were not methylated that didn't really wreck your liver and had some conversions down the line that were beneficial and guys would stack them this and that but look man at the end of the day you need you need the, those injectables in there you need that ester chain to be to, yeah. to really i mean if you're really serious serious and you want to maintain a year-round nice physique and get results that last without that ester i mean look okay unless you're doing like a five six week cutting little cutting program with anavar like I, i've done those that's something like that all right but that's that's like a once a year thing if you really want to get year-round results and, and beyond you know on the sauce six eight months out of the year take four or six months off and you need the injectables in there because you need them releasing all, all day long here's a question for you uh, uh dylan what talk to me about some of your like favorite stacks of stacking the Psalms with the classic uh, steroids? Because I've had some some decent stacks. I've tried them. I've stacked GW with Anavar. I thought that was that was great. Stack GW with yes. testosterone. I mean, what are some of like? Let's say, I don't mean a guy doing a full out cycle and then just throwing a Psalm or two in there. I mean someone saying, "All right, I'm I'm trying to get." gain 
lose weight, whatever my goal is, I'm going to stack one or two SARMs with one or two steroids together, a three, four, maybe five compound stack. I think four is a good, good number. What, what am I taking? What kind of dosing? What, what goes well together and complements itself? You know, I mean, so I'm just going to tell you on a personal level, like for me personally, it's always my go-to. It's always my go-to too is GW and S4. That's mine. I'm not saying that's for everybody. That's just for me. You can basically count on me always running Proviron and always running those two SARMs in most every stack I run. Personal preference. Um, I'm not saying that I recommend that for everybody, you know, that type of thing. But that for me is like you gold. base you basically base with that so if you were yes. gonna bulk you would base with those three and then you throw on top whatever else you, you you're looking at or cutting whatever with those three what do you like about the providing the providing in there because i'll tell you what i think about providing you tell me what you like about it you know providing is a funny thing because some people will t- tell you that providing does absolutely nothing for them and i don't i don't want to say that i don't agree I often wonder if people understand the function and the purpose that it has. Um, and I think that some people don't. Um, and that, that, and I can understand why they would say it doesn't do anything for them. For me, Proviron, anytime that you can free up bound testosterone, um, it's going to help your results. It's going to help basically when you have low testosterone, right, you're obviously not going to be able to build muscle as easy. If at all, you're going to carry fat, whatever. So for me, anytime you're freeing up shit that's bound, it's definitely helping your results. I like the way that it makes me feel. I don't, I don't notice like people will go, Oh, you can use Proviron or Mastron. And I say, that's crazy. I don't think Proviron makes you look like Mastron at all. I think it has those qualities uh, some people want to tell you it can be an, an AI. I don't, I don't like that either. I definitely think it could make you use less of one. Um, but, but I, I like it. I always have. Um, you just have to have a realistic expectation on what it is and what it does. And if you don't understand that, you're probably going to be disappointed. So, I know, I know some guys, some, some of the old school guys, which I would consider you a vet in that regard use would use something like Proviron more as a hormone stabilizer where they kind of know their hormones. Maybe I, I tend to, my prolactin tends to kick, kick up a little bit too much and Proviron uh, will keep that in check. And, and I, yeah. and actually that is that, is that maybe one of the reasons you like it? You feel like though, maybe it's, it's keeping your, your, your prolactin down a little bit. You see a difference there. I I've, I'm always just aware of stuff like that. I don't even know yeah. if I necessarily even have the problem, but, because you know i i'm 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 estrogen prone i i had you know surgery mm-hmm. and that was from pre-existing it wasn't from any sort of steroid use that was all pre-existing my dad saint had the same shit it just kind of ran on his side um so i'm always really aware and i'm always maybe overly cautious with people but i always feel like you don't want to have that problem because it, it does take a toll on you mentally. It's not the physical, it's the mental, and you don't even realize it. So um, I'm reading through the lines here. So I hear you saying that you take Proviron almost every cycle so that the steroids don't mess with your dick. That's what you're saying. 
essentially yes <laughs> that's a good way of putting it yeah that's i get the it simple yeah. way that's a simple way uh yeah all right guys so that is it for part one of the dylan Jamelli interview for part two make sure you subscribe to this podcast so that you can get the next episode delivered right to your phone spotify apple podcast google podcast we're, we're everywhere right now youtube just make sure you subscribe ring the bell and you'll get a notice to listen to the rest it's the other half of the dylan Jamelli interview i'll see you guys here next week